Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. Rosh Chodesh Tov. Today we begin the month of Adar, the beautiful month of Adar, in which our sages, the Talmud teaches, when the month of Adar arrives, we increase in our joy. To welcome a season of miracles, this is the last month of the year, this is the, the month in which the Jewish people were redeemed from, um, from, from annihilation in the story of Purim. It's the month in which the Jewish people were almost taken out of Egypt. The next month, you know, the month of Nisan is a month of our freedom, it's the first month of the, of the year. But nevertheless, this month of Adar is a month of joy, it's a month of happiness. We have to increase in our joy every day of this month has to be happier than the day before. So we see here that the word Adar comes from the word Adir and it means strength. It means strength and power. So from here we learn that joy is the tool for our, our strength. This is what brings us true strength. And but how can we keep increasing in our joy? How can Hashem ask us to be happier tomorrow than today? And so on. Is this possible? After all, life is full of ups and downs and well and very serious and often very scary situations. Like now we're we're reading in the news about the coronavirus that's affecting the whole world. It's now in Italy and other parts of the world, and we're all getting very nervous. We read in the news about the elections and we get scared what's gonna be with us. In, in, in the United States as well as in Israel. We read yesterday about rockets falling incessantly into Israel. All this craziness, it really affects us as a, as a communal level. Everybody's living these, these things. Everybody's scared, Everything, everybody's going through it. And also, on, per, on a personal level, every person has their own struggles. So how do we win our, our, our struggles? How do we get over this? How do we access joy when we are bombarded with so much around us? So the surprising answer is that joy is the, is the cure to everything. Joy is what will redeem the world. What is the connection between joy and victory? And the Alter Rebbe, the, the, the first Lubavitcher Rebbe, Schneur Salman of Liadi, the author of the Tanya, uh, he tells a story, he describes a wrestling match between a very big guy, very strong, very heavy, big, tall, and this guy is gonna wrestle a, a very skinny guy, little, petite, and uh, one, one is big, the other one is petite. However, the big guy suffers from sadness. He's sad, he's sluggish, he, he also is lazy. And we see that the other guy is, is, although he's little and he's light at his feet, he wrestles with a lot of alacrity and joy. And so the Alter Rebbe explains that this is the guy that wins. He's the one that wins because he's the one that has the strength. Although the other one looked big and strong, in reality, he was not strong at all. So this also applies to our life, to our daily struggles, says the Alter Rebbe. In our daily struggles, with our dark side, we all have a dark side, we all have a side of us that tries to bring us down, that, that 
creates negativity in our heads and um, gives us lust, wants lusts and desires that are not fitting for us. Uh, to be able to win this battle in our daily day is the only way is with feelings of joy. So true joy really doesn't mean that we uh, can't sometimes experience sadness in our life. It's not that we're living in la la land and we're in denial. Uh, sadness is sadness when a person has to go through hard times in his life. It's, uh, it's okay to be sad. It's, it's, it's more, it's, 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 um, it's something that it's, uh, it's part of it. It's, it's, it's acceptable. Uh, we cannot be covering these feelings of, of, of sadness and making look like there's nothing going on, like we're human. It's allowed, it's permissible, it's appropriate. But when sadness has no place, when there's no reason to be sad, then we have, it's an issue. We have to work on that. Nevertheless, to be sad, as appropriate as it can be, as my friend Simona, Simona Zuckernik says, she says, one can be sad, but one can never not be happy. Uh, this quote that she said to me many years ago really has defined a lot of my day because as hard as it can be, as hard as a moment can be, there's always something to be happy about. There's something always to be grateful about. Not one thing, millions of them. From the beginning of the day that you're able to open your eyes and get out of your bed, that's a, enough reason to be happy. So true joy is not frivolity or denial. It's not lost of touch with reality. A person's true joy, like your, a person's true, true joy comes from our connection to God. It flows from our, the strength comes from our connection to Hashem. And to, just to know that we're connected, that there's a God above us, there's a Father in heaven that really cares about us. To know that even if life is not going the way you want it to go, even if it's not comfortable for you right now, it's painful and, and it's sour, that, that you know that it's not random, that it comes from Hashem, from His kindness, from His love towards you, because He knows that if, he's, he, if, he, you, don't have, if you don't go through whatever you're having to go through, you're not going to be able to uh, achieve being the person you're meant to be. So it doesn't come from our life situation. Happiness doesn't have to do anything with our life situation. I know many people that have hardships in their lives. Nevertheless, they always have a smile in their face. They're always kind to other people. They're always thanking God for their blessings. They're, they, they, you see there's a joy within them. And you see sometimes there's other people that life has been easier for them and nevertheless, they're always sour. They're always sour and upset. So our connection to God is what gives us so much good in our lives eh, which and, and reasons for which to be joyous. This joy also includes the bitachon, the trust in Hashem, that everything comes from Him and that Hashem loves us. You know, true faith, says Rabbi Yossi Jacobson, is not to believe in God, is to believe that God believes in us. So when we are able to understand that God trusts us and He believes in us and He has us in this world, He invested in us to be in this world, to be able to bring a dwelling place for Him in this world, which is this, part, this week's parasha, uh, Terumah, that He can dwell within us, then we should be, there should be enough reason to be happy. You know, give a little kid the task of putting your Shabbat table. 
I, I've done it with my grandchildren. They're four years old and I tell them, okay, put, up, put the Shabbat table for me. And I give them the plate and they put the plate and the napkins. That to, to feel that they're helping me, that they're doing something for me, gives them so much joy. So when we're doing for Hashem, when we're fulfilling His will in this world, when we're doing the things He wants us to do, we're doing for Him, we're putting His Shabbat table in the world, we should feel completely happy to be able to do this. So yes, we do face some heavy blows in life. We're, nobody's exempt from this. And uh, sometimes we do have feelings of despair and they're understandable, but we can always choose to see the good in everything. And this is a choice. This is something we choose. And that's because happiness is the natural state of a person. Just look at a child. A child, they're always happy. They, they don't need a reason to be happy. They don't need to, something to make them happy. They need a reason to be sad, but they don't need a reason to be happy. Uh, the grown-ups, on the other hand, they always need a reason to be happy. We're always to, looking for a reason to be happy. And so, so this is the, the difference between the child and us. But we have to know that in, in our essence, we are a child. And we, this is our natural tendency. So as Viktor Frankl said, um, he said in his book, uh, Man in Search of, of Meaning, for success like happiness cannot be pursued, it must ensue. So happiness is something that comes within, within, something that we give to the world. It's from us, from inside out. It's not from outside in. And it's not like the Declaration of Independence that says uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Uh, the more you pursue happiness, the more fleeting it will be. You think you catch it and it's going to run away. That's not the way to find happiness. It's not going to happen like that. So the more we are concerned with our own happiness, the further away we will be from achieving it. Instead of being worried about what we need and we focus ourselves on what we are needed for, this is, this is a key thing. Not what you need, it's what are you needed for. When you think, okay, I'm in this place, what does this place need from me? Or what does this person need from me? Instead of trying to get from the place or get from the person, then our childlike joy will come flowing back. The Talmud tells the story of Rabbi Beroka, who stood with Elijah, with the prophet Elijah, in a, in a marketplace. And, the, and, the, and Rabbi Beroka asked the prophet, is there anyone here that, that deserves the world to come? And the prophet Elijah says, he pointed to do, two jesters, two brothers that were there. And he says, these two boys deserve the world to come. So he goes up to them and he says to them, what do you do that you deserve the world to come? They said, well, we make people happy. We come and we see someone that is down and we come and tell them a joke and we try to make them laugh. And we see if people are fighting amongst themselves, that we come also and put some humor in it and we make them uh, make peace. And so the, the Baal Shem Tov was a little bit perplexed by this story, he, he like, yeah, very nice story, but really, this is what takes you to the world to come. So he asked someone to please explain this story to him. And he explained to him that these two gestures had a quality that they were able to connect every matter they saw in the physical realm to the origin in the spiritual realm. And by doing this, he, they could, uh, they could, uh, nullify harsh decrees on a person. So to 
understand this a little bit better, like really the bra has come from down, from we create our life. So whatever's going down here is what we get from up there. So what they were, what they were able to do was connect people to their whatever was not right and make them right do teshuvah so the blessing could come down and then and the decree could be annulled but if someone was sad if a person was sad they could not make this connection they could not help the person and we see it with Jacob with our forefather when Joseph disappeared and he thought he had died he became so sad that prophecy left him he he he, he could not prophesize anymore so they they cheered the people up until they could make all these connections and they could help them out so happiness is a most powerful tool it's a very powerful tool this is why i tell you this story there's so much about it that we don't even see really and happiness is not a goal people are searching for happiness looking for happening pursuing happiness this is not happiness happiness is a strategy your most vital strategy work on being happy because this is the power within you so vital that your yetzer hara tries to get in the way and he tries to put you sad he, he makes you feel guilty, he makes you feel uh, depressed, he puts bad thoughts in your head, uh, he makes you pessimist, he makes you see life like it's gonna end tomorrow. Throw it away. He's there because he's an agent of God. He's there to help you gain merit in your life. That's why he's there. But when you get over the Yetzer Hara and you contain it and you say no way, I think good and it will be good like our like our Rebbe says then all this will dissipate there's a beautiful story which I want to finish off uh, which I think I've said it before it's a famous story but it's worth saying it's about uh, Rabbi Susha and Rabbi Elimelech that they were going they were in a town and they looked like not well people and the police there put them in the jail and they were put into a cell with other people and there was a latrine in the cell. And Minha time came, the time to pray, uh, the afternoon prayer, and Rabbi Elimelech, the brother of Rabbi Susha, started crying. And Rabbi Susha said, why are you crying, my brother? And he says, because it's Minha time and we cannot pray in here because there's a bad smell, there was a latrine. And the Alaha, the Jewish law, says you cannot pray in a place that smells bad. And he started to cry. He says, I've never missed an, uh, 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 an afternoon prayer in my whole life. So Rabbi Susha looked at him and says, why are you crying? That's so, no, you should not be crying. Because the same God that tells you to pray at such a time is the same God that is telling you not to pray if this is going to happen, if there's a bad smell. So either way, if you pray or you don't pray because you can't pray, you're doing Hashem's will. So you should be happy that you're fulfilling His will. So at that moment, it clicked in him and he said, yeah, you're so right. We're doing Hashem's will by not praying. So he, they took their hands, they started dancing and singing. They were so happy. 
suddenly a guard came and he says what's going on here and a guy that was in the cell said I don't know they're crazy first he started crying because he cannot pray because it smells bad in here and now he's happy because he cannot he's not gonna pray because it smells bad and they started pray, dancing and and singing because suddenly they're happy so the the guard says oh really you don't want to pray so he took them out put them in a clean room and he says now you have to pray so so the story tells you really when you're living your life doing what Hashem wants from you you have to be happy because either way you're doing his will this is true joy this is where true joy comes from from fulfilling Hashem's will and we're here to make a dwelling home for Hashem this is our job it's to make a dwelling home from him we have a mission and a purpose and 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 as we see in this uh, in this parasha I will dwell within you this is Hashem's uh, plan this is what he wants and um, we see also one last thing that the Hebrew word for Mashiach is an, an anagram of Yishmah and Yeshamayach which means he will be joyous and he will make other people joyous in Zechariah, a verse describing Mashiach says, A man, his name is Semach, and he will grow Yitzmah from his place. The letter Sameh from Yitzmah and Sadikim from Tzemach are interchangeable. Thus, the verse about Mashiach can also be read as a man, his name is Sameach, joyous. Mashiach is a very joyous person. The Rebbe Lubavitch said, that everything has been done for Mashiach to come into the world. We've done everything, everything has been done, but one thing is missing and it's Simha, it's joy. People are not living happily. More now than ever, people are not happy. And it's our, our job to work on being joyful, on being grateful, on being a, living a life of purpose and joy. So Moshiach is the only thing that is lacking is joy and people to be besimha. This is what we're lacking. And the Baal Shem Tov thought that each and every one of us has a spark of Moshiach within us, a messianic spark that must ignite huge flame of joy that will draw everyone close and bring the ultimate redemption. So I wish you a blessed month, should be a happy month, a healthy month, should be a month of open and reveal good for everybody and that every day is happier than the next. So I wish you a, a blessed week and live a little higher. Thank you.